Hello, and welcome to the Soul Set Podcast. This is a space designed to motivate and inspire you. So please take a moment and pull back from the craziness in life and focus on you. Because when you do, my friend, you will be a force to reckon with. I'm Sherry Belmar, your host, and thank you for joining me. Last week, we looked at the six tips on how to choose your word for the year, so I hope you have that. And if not, you have to go back and listen to those tips because words are awesome, be able to help guide you through your year and give you the success that you desire in your personal and professional life. Today, we're going to be looking at why words are so important and how they hold the power to command and dictate our future. This is so much more than just positive thinking. Today, we are going to cover the ABCs for soul set. That's right, your attitude, your beliefs, and your conduct. Those are the ABCs. You don't want to miss today's episode if you are invested in building into your soul this year. My question to you today is, why are words so important? Do my words really, really matter? Well, a word is a powerful weapon. Your words command. Your words are consequential. They're full of power. They're vital. And they're decisive. Because they guide, they shape, and they go forming. The minute we say, I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like working out. Oh, I might as well have this ice cream. The minute we say those words, even though they're a thought, If we do not place a rein on those comments, they soon morph, take shape, and they become an action. So they do guide, or like we might say, I can't stand that person. Well, first of all, when we say something like that, all we're doing is bringing more of that, and we are making an idea more concrete. So many times we need to place a filter, a filter between what we're thinking and really what I want to see come forth. So they shape, they shape the way we view things. When someone says something and they say, oh, that looks so great on you. All of a sudden we're thinking, wow, you know, this does look good on me. Or they say, oh, you... You have such a beautiful chin (laughs) to say something. And you're thinking, oh, wow, I do have a beautiful chin. Or someone says, you're so doggone stupid. And that begins to shape us and give us a form. So words, we know, we know words are important. But we speak so many words all the time, every day. So briefly, today we're going to see how words go shaping and guiding and forming my attitudes. Because as I mentioned before, these different little statements, they all reflect an attitude. Sometimes it can be a good one. Sometimes it can be a negative one. They also form our beliefs. So maybe we didn't believe something, but the minute someone says, you're stupid, you're smart, Whatever they speak out, 
we begin, we begin to filter it. Maybe we don't agree with it. But the power of the word is it begins to form a belief, right? The next thing it produces is a conduct. So let's say someone says, oh, you, you're so excellent at your schoolwork and you get so, such good grades. Maybe our parents affirm that behavior. And then many times what? We will find that our conduct, we are trying to emulate and really confirm what they've already stated about us. And so our conduct is also conditioned by words. So why words are important? They guide us, they shape us, they form us. They're forming our attitudes, our beliefs, and our conducts. And I see that there's a law that is working in the why. The why words are so important. And that is, there is a law of correspondence. That means that what I begin to say, it comes and it aligns and it comes into agreement. And so it is affecting my attitudes, my beliefs, and my conducts. I begin to resemble what I've spoken. I begin to, it it affects the outcome. I go conforming to that outcome. And there's that correlation. They're parallel. They're side by side. You cannot separate one from the other. So this is a very important, quick podcast because either maybe you need to reflect on words spoken to you in the past that you need to reprogram yourself and you need to stop and analyze them and say, okay, I'm going to get rid of these words. Or maybe it's, I'm reflecting on what I'm saying, and I do not want these words to take root. I don't want these words to reproduce themselves. So how can we make changes, right? How can I choose my words more wisely? Now, we always have to look from the inside out, right? Because these words are coming from the inside. The first practical step I would say on how you can change what you're saying would be to change your intake. Like, where are you spending your time? What are you putting your time into? Do you spend your hours on your phone? Do you spend your hours on social media? Do you spend your hours on gaming? If I'm talking to the women, I don't think women do this as much as guys. But anyway, if you're a guy out there and gaming's a deal, think about all the time you're spending there. Uh, TV, Netflix series, whatever. Because I'm not against these things, but I'm talking about balance is the key. Friends, balance is the key to everything. So if I am spending a large amount of time in these different activities and they're not feeding into me, so it's, it's an intake of sometimes nothingness. Or sometimes it's an intake of things that just aren't good for us. Because really, if I'm on social media and I'm just comparing myself to others, well, I don't have to tell you that's going to be toxic for you, right? Because when you're just comparing yourselves and you're not really spending your time focusing on how you can grow, then in the long run, you're not going to benefit from that in the least. So you need to think, what am I going to say no to? Right? Am I going to say no and I'm going to place a limit on the time I'm my, my screen time? Right? We have the limits there. It tells us how much screen time we are spending. So, do I need to place a limit on that? What am I going to say no to? And what am I going to say yes to? Because if I'm thinking about an intake, 
then I need to cut off one thing and bring in another. You just don't cut off and not bring in. It's I cut off one thing to make space to bring in something new. This would also lead us to consider our daily habits. See, here at Soul Set, we are all about feeding your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, why your mind? Because it's when you know and understand the why, like we're talking about why words are important. Well, as you understand that, that will activate your will because you're going to understand what's the win in this for me? How can this be detrimental? And so if I'm understanding that this is going to be, there's going to be a win, an advantage here for me, then that will affect my emotions, right? I will be more willing to step into a new activity. If I understand the benefits, the perks, the advantages of it for me. And your emotions, don't worry about your emotions, right? Sometimes we're like psyched up. Oh, I'm going to get healthy. I'm, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to eat better. And then we don't. And our emotions, what take us in that cycle and we get depressed and then we eat. And well, the point being, if you understand and you understand the win, just do it, my friend. Your emotions will kick in sooner or later. It's like, maybe you don't feel like working out, but then you work out and you feel so great. And that feeling is then what inspires you the next time to do the workout, even though you don't feel like it because you know the win on the other end. Anyway, what I'm talking about here as far as daily habits, the habit of meditation. Meditation on what? Like, what do I think about? So if you do not have a habit, a place to go, a feeding place, right? This is my place where I feed into my heart, mind, and soul. So it's what you connect with because what you connect with, what connects with your emotions, then there's going to be that correspondence, right? You're going to agree with it. You're going to align with it when it's coherent in your mind. So. In this meditation, it's something that you need to connect with emotionally. Like as I share this message with you, if you connect with it emotionally saying, yeah, Sherry, that's what I need. I, I do definitely need to clean this area up and order it. Yes. Then you're going to align emotionally, right? So that's your emotions that are there in your soul. Then the agreement, it's your will. You need to decide. I can't change you. No one can change you. You need to decide for yourself. You're grown up. And so it's aligning with what you understand. It may, it's coherent in your mind. You say, yes, I understand this. And so I decide to do it. So you are looking at a change in your intake and then considering your daily habits. I want to share with you what personally works for me. Say, I have a daily practice of meditating, pondering, ideate. Right? The idea is what? The, to form those ideas and concepts in your mind. And so every day, at least I try almost every day to take time to meditate, to think on a sacred text. I, I read my Bible, the Holy Bible. And to me, there in the Bible, you find these timeless truths eh, that you can guide your life by. And they provide this wisdom and insight. And so my question really would be, what is your daily routine? What strategy do you have set in place that supports you? Because 
your strategy is then going to provide a, a safeguard for you in your personal life and your professional life. So it's taking this time to meditate. Now, I'm not talking about like churchy jargon, like, no, I'm talking about solid, substantial, and reliable guidelines. See, I've chosen the Bible as my how-to guide, my handbook. It, it's just like the instructions hands-on, my companion. So let me share with you what it would look like in real life. I have my daily routine where I daily read, meditate, and I think over the Bible. And so I was reading in, in a book there, the fourth book in the Bible. It's a book called Numbers, and it's chapter 14 if you want to go there and look. Uh, and it's in verse 28 specifically. But let me just give you a backdrop. See, the, in the historical account, after like over a million Jews came out of Egypt with Moses, they were having an attitude problem. It was the attitude problem of like, I want it and I want it now. Like I can identify with that attitude, right? I want it, I want it now. They're impatient. Impatience is a sign of immaturity. Let me repeat that again. Impatience is a sign of immaturity. And how many times in my life I find myself, what, in that position of being impatient? And maybe you get impatient too, or maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> so the people began to complain, complaining, ah, complaining about, do you complain, right? We complain about our husbands, our kids, our job circumstances. Complaining is a waste of time, right? It, it's like being a crybaby. What are we gaining? We need to do something about our situation, not just complain about it. And not only that, they were like murmuring, mm, why did you bring us here? Oh God, you brought us out here uh, so that we're going to die. Well, that's even taken it a bit further, right? Because it's one thing, well, God, why did you bring me here? Why am I here? Why did you let this thing happen to me? Which is really questioning sort of like God's character. But the, and we don't, and, and our lack of compliance and trust in him. When I, and I, when I don't trust God, that's, effect, that's affecting and manifesting in my attitude, my belief, and my conduct. But when they say, surely you brought us out here to die, well, that's taking it to a new level because it's like prophesying over your future. Uh, it's like predicting. It's like putting yourself in the place of God. It's like, it's, you know, and we do it without even thinking. We're like, oh, man, this is never going to work. Oh, I'm so stupid. Why? Just think about the different phrases we, we just throw out there. I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be good enough. Well, this is like a prognosis, a forecast over my future. I'm speaking over my future. And this is a danger zone. There in Numbers 14, where I'm talking about, the people 10 times, I love it because it's the book of Numbers and God says, you've done this 10 times. You've seen my signs. And how long am I going to put up with this obstinate people like the, you guys, right? <laughs> because what? God had given them a word and uh, that they were going to, he was going to give them a land, but they didn't believe it. They didn't believe his word. And 
They had a heart problem. And so there in verse 28, Numbers 14, it says, God said to Moses, tell the people this, just as I live, I'm the existing one, I will do as you've spoken. So instead of going in and taking possession of their promise, what was God's plan for them? They ended up just going around in circles 40 years and dying in the desert. But it was because of their lack of belief, it was manifested in what they said. And those words are so powerful that God speaks. And I have written there in my Bible, their words were bad seeds and they determined their destiny. It was inevitable. It was going to be a bad harvest. See, it wasn't God's plan, but they made an exchange. So let me bring this home to you. As I'm meditating on these passages, these sacred texts, in my life, what I'm going through is a personal struggle. We, had, um, we have four children, but our three boys came along two years apart. Then nine years later, our daughter arrives. Well, needless to say, my plans were different. I was planning on getting on a little bit with my life. And so personally, I was struggling. I was being stubborn. I was being obstinate because I didn't like my plans being changed. And literally, I was arm wrestling with God. And some of you think your problem is a person, a circumstance, a situation. But in reality, you're wrestling with God. But FYI, for your information, you really think you want things your way, but you really don't want that. See, our soul set, our actions, our beliefs, our conduct, our heart, our will, and our actions, they need to be in sync with God. And so if I could just scream one thing to you today is let it go. Whether it's a person, a circumstance, a situation that you're holding on and you're angry about, let it go. Let it work in your life. See, I was there laying my baby down, a nice, robust baby, but I was having lower back pain. She was nice and hefty, and it slipped through my fingers, no estoy para esto, which means I'm not here for this. And God's word is like a two-edged sword and it comes back and it divides the truth from the lie. And it was like as if God had spoke to me in an audible, inaudible voice. And it was like he said, then what are you here for? If you're not here for this, then what are you here for? And I personally believe that if I'm not here to do what God wants, then what lasting good is going to come from my life? See, I really believe that If I hadn't purposely placed a check on my words and on my mouth in that season in my life, there would have come a time and really quickly that I wouldn't have been up to the task that was at hand. I wouldn't have been able to raise maybe my daughter in a healthy way. So what I did, dear friend, was I turned that message around. And instead of saying, I'm not here for this, I said, this is what I'm here for. If this is what God wants me to be doing, it's the most sacred and solemn duty. So maybe you're out there, you're listening to this, and you're struggling with your season in life. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, that if taking care of your elderly parents 
or in-laws, if taking care of that child, if going through this sickness, whatever it is that you are going through that you're wrestling, you're like thinking my ideal life, this was not in my ideal life. And you're like upset. That's fine. The important thing is just to come from a place of authenticity and take on that duty. Embrace it because that is your way. That is your way. And when you get a few years behind that event, that situation, you're going to be able to look back and say, wow, you know what? You were right. That was so amazing. And even though I struggled, even though I was resisting, that was such a huge blessing in my life. God is saying, do it for me. And it's going to bring you joy to do it for him. And maybe you're listening to this word today and you just need to align yourself with his plan. Step in line and choose his way and not yours. So as we bring this to a wrap, remember, your words command your actions. They're going to guide them, shape them, and form them. So if you want to see a transformation in 2020, then the only true way to change your words is by changing your thoughts. It's your soul set, your mind, your will, and your emotions. As you change your intake and commit yourself to feeding your soul, it's what you meditate. It's like what's in your mind, what you find coherence, what you connect emotionally with. And then your will will come into agreement and correspondence. So I want you to find our Facebook community there on the Soul Set Circle on Facebook. And I want you to go over to sherrytogether.com and sign up because this way we can be in touch and give you personal notifications because soon we're going to be holding our first webinar for the Soul Set Circle so that we can begin to grow and thrive together in community. So I just want to ask you one more thing. If you could please, if you've enjoyed this episode, that you would share it with one person and go out of your way, go over to iTunes and leave a review because this way, this message will be able to reach more people. So remember that you have the power to choose and command your words and continue to guide, shape, and form your 2020. Have an awesome week. Thank you for joining me today. I want to invite you to come over and let's connect at sherrytogether.com. Till next time, this is Sherry Belmar signing off. Have a fabulous day. Thank you.